0: Hey guys. So, we are rolling into season 2 of None Every Business podcast where we're bringing you inspiring storytelling from the heart. Now, with season 2, we I don't know when I'm going to be publishing new episodes. Like I'm moving a new job. I honestly don't know. So, for a month or so it might be a little out of whack um but i'm at least going to get you guys one interview each week that's no matter what so uh the format of my release dates are going to be a little bit different and you're going to hear just a little bit different uh context in this season coming up so i hope you guys enjoy please go rate and review on itunes please share this with a friend and with always, I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Hey guys. And real quick, before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to talk about my friend, Michael Chauncey's program. It is the create fit tribe. And really what it is, it's just a online mastermind for fitness individuals who maybe are just beginning their fitness journey with the new year's resolution or somebody who wants to compete you're gonna have you know your own unique nutrition and workout plan designed specifically for you but you're also gonna have this community of like-minded individuals to get motivation support questions love it's gonna be like a family guys like so Check out the show notes, find us on Instagram at Facebook, Michael Chauncey, Instagram, Tyler Michael Chauncey. I love you and enjoy the episode. And we're on. So welcome. Who are you? What do you do?
1: <laughs> My name is Kerry Lutz. I am a professional podcaster, recovering attorney, do some financial stuff and uh, run a website.
0: Been doing it for eight years. Mm. And how long were you uh attorney for uh, 30 years, 30 years? So what made you one switch to podcasting and go into the financial side?
1: Well, you know, it was, uh, right after the crash of, uh, Oh eight, Oh nine. And I just, uh, you know, business really wasn't that affected by it, but I just really wasn't finding any personal satisfaction. And you know, what, what? between what happened and what the government said happened during that uh, crisis were two different things. And I kind of understood it. I had uh, been an economics major for a while, but I'd still kept my interest in economics up. And I felt like I wanted to tell the world what was going on with the financial system. And uh, thus the Financial Survival Network was born um mm.
0: so why did you go from like being an attorney to like how did you come across that like what made
1: well, i had always wanted to do uh radio you know i was always interested in radio and you know way back when 20 30 years ago it was difficult to break in uh you had to have an fcc license, and you know, it wasn't. Uh, you know, it was a it was a journey. You'd start out in some midwestern, uh, you know, middle of the nowhere market. You know, uh, talking to the farmers at uh, three in the morning when they got up to plow the fields, and you know, then technology changed it all. They did away with the license requirement, and then I was always thought, well, I'll have to buy my own radio station because. Uh, There's just not going to be a way for me to get in. And then podcasting came out, which was basically the same thing as radio. But you kind of make your own station. You attract your own audience. And uh, once I started doing it, I was hooked. Mm.
0: And then, so it's your mission to share with the world financial experience?
1: Yeah. Financial experience, historical experience, you know, what the world's going through now uh, it's different than anything we've ever gone through, but it's really the same, you know, things don't change. People don't change. Behavior doesn't change. Civilizations come and go. And, you know, this is just another uh, development along those lines.
0: What do you think um, are the three biggest mistakes majority of the people do financially? Uh,
1: Personal finance. Well, um, if they believe what the government tells them, uh, they believe that, uh, you know, you have to be an employee uh, and that uh, building wealth uh, comes with uh, owning a home and uh, saving money. And you know, the, to some extent, those things are true, but more often than not, they're not the full story.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, buy a home; it turns into a liability unless you turn it into a property to rent. Well, it's it's that,
1: but it's there was the belief that real estate always went up, and that was the case till oh eight oh nine. It did go up, and then all of a sudden, it went down, and mm-hmm. the people. Were without homes, so uh, it is a means of acquiring wealth, uh, but there are better ways to do it than owning your own home. And you know, look, uh, Walter Williams said it best for people in the bottom rung of society. He's an economist and uh, media personality. Um, for most people, uh, hey, you have no skills. He says stay out of, stay out of trouble with the police, get married, buy a home, and both, both of you work. And yes, that will work, but there are better ways to do it than that. Uh, Owning your own business. You know, the thing is when you're an employee, you are at the bottom of the tax heap, Mm -hmm. get penalized for being an employee. So it's always better to be an employer than an employee. Or to own a company because there's a lot of tax advantages to it, especially under the new tax bill that was passed by Congress uh, in 2017. There, it makes real estate such a powerful investment. And you just have to structure your affairs properly. Unfortunately, many of you out there don't know how to do it, you're kind of at a loss. And, you know, I've always just provided provided generalized guidance with a plethora of different uh, authorities, experts, in different topics. And that's the way that I've helped you kind of grow over the years, and many of you have out there. Many of you have have wound up uh, doing extremely well. Uh, I don't believe that the stock market is necessarily a key to building wealth, but certainly if you do it over time, and um, regularly invest regularly it can be uh but you got to be careful because you know for people who started investing in 2007 and put all their money in they lost 70 80 percent of it within a few months mm-hmm. and to build that money back up has taken years uh you know if you had gotten into it then you'd be up a little bit now whereas if you were putting in a hundred dollars a month or Five hundred or thousand, whatever you could afford over the course of twenty years, you are so far ahead, and if you took those opportunities where the market suffered real downfalls and there's half a dozen of them, you could have really made money uh reinvesting dividends, things like that, easy things to do, so if you've got the money to do it, then you should be certainly. Uh, any account that gives you free money like a employee employer pension plan or a 401k you know put the max into it you should always be looking at minimizing your taxes now yes taxes might be higher later they probably will but your income in many years from now when you're ready to retire is going to be lower so it will even itself out There is the option of the Roth IRA, but that's more a tax avoidance strategy than anything else. And look, in the long run, we're all dead. But in the meantime, uh, I said it to my son. He graduated from UT Austin, Uh, that's five years already. And we took him out for dinner for his graduation dinner. And my son-in-law said, he wasn't my son-in-law then, said, well, let's all give uh, Brandon one piece of advice. And we all kind of went around the table. I don't remember anybody else's suggestion, but mine was start saving early, you know, as much as you possibly can. And, you know, that is something that you, what you need to do is live beneath your means. It's not something I've ever been able to do, but my son is doing it masterfully and saving 20 to 40% of his after-tax income, as well as taking advantage of the 401ks and everything else. and You know, for five years in the workforce, he's got a a really nice nest egg, but you can't just leave it there. You got to invest it in something. The stock market can be good, but you don't have to just go in the stock market. Real estate over time. um, That's if I was starting out again today, I'd be buying uh, as much real estate as I possibly could because you get the leverage and you borrow money, other people's money. There's a whole bunch of advantages.
0: Mm. What what do you think about like the investing apps that they have today?
1: Um, there's some cool ones. Uh, you know, I like the Robinhood thing because they've basically disrupted the whole securities business. Now everybody is doing trades for free. Uh, I like Acorns that enables you to round up all of your transactions and save money without even looking at it. Uh, there are a number of really good apps out there. Um, and you know, there's so many things that we just waste money on. I mean, when I look back and think of how much money I've wasted in the past 40 plus years, it's ridiculous. Like for instance, uh, one of the biggest money wasters, and I still do it, is an automobile. All right. Now put it aside as a status symbol or anything else, it's only purpose in life is get you to From point A to point B, reliably, predictably, and safely. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right? So you shouldn't be buying new cars. They're a waste. Uh, you shouldn't be buying uh, fancy cars. And you shouldn't be leasing or financing. So uh, it's, it's established empirically now that Toyotas are the best cars made on the planet. Toyota, Lexus. And you can buy these cars, you know, the resale values are higher than any other cars in the market because they last forever. They go 250, 500,000 miles. So buy if you can't afford much, you buy an old Toyota Corolla. Um, you're a little bit better healed, buy a a used Camry or an Avalon and make sure it's in good shape. You know, the apps that are available And the fact that everything your car ever does in its lifetime is on the computer means that you can judge these cars better than you could ever do before. You got service records, even better. So don't waste money on cars. Houses, like if you're starting out and you're going to get your first house, get a duplex. Because then your tenant will pay for all or part of your rent or a triplex, triplex or a quad. All of these things... Are really easy to do. The other thing is, uh, think about college. There is an incredible site. I had this guy on my show. You should definitely have him. His name's Robert Farrington. TheCollegeInvestor.com, and there is a site where um, I think it's CollegeScorecard.ed.gov. Every college in the country that takes federal money has to. Report to this site. And what the site tells you is how much the average student takes on in debt, what the percentage of people who attend the school actually graduate, um, their average earnings, uh, which I don't know how accurate it is, but it's pretty darn accurate. Mm -hmm. It gives you a really good idea. And uh, how many people are paying back their student loans, what their default rate is. And a whole bunch of other information. I just love those numbers and I love to plug in schools. My brother went to the university of Southwestern Louisiana, which their main claim to fame was they had a bar there that sold more beer than more Budweiser than any other uh, bar in the country. So, you know, maybe that's not the best educational thing, but when he went, it was 500 bucks uh, a semester, you know, now it's probably 5000 yeah so the default rate but you look these numbers up and you say well if i go to this private <laughs> excuse me this private university they've got like a 12% graduation rate now unless i am the the um, you know literal one-eyed man in a land full of blind people and i'm going to excel in that place probably not a good investment of your funds Whereas now, and for some reason, blue collar work, work with your hands, skills, trades have been been looked down upon by a a society that believes that regardless what your skill level is, your intellectual abilities, you should go to college. A first year welder makes 80 plus thousand. Mm -hmm. And even in the Ivy League schools, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody making 80 grand a year. And that's without overtime guys who work on the assembly lines in auto land, you know, it might not be the job for you and it might not be what you really want to do, but that uh, they could be making a hundred thousand a year and there's a shortage of those people. So working with your hands, plumbers, electricians, they're always in demand. Always regardless of what the economy is. So there's so many options you have. You wanna learn stuff and you wanna go to college. That is a good thing. I have no issue with it whatsoever, but do it sensibly. For instance, if you're college bound and you can manage to take AP courses in high school, then the college will credit those courses. So that's that much less credits you need. If they're charging a thousand bucks a credit, when I went to college, It was a hundred. Just say it's a thousand. It could be uh, 1500 now and you need 128 of them. So every credit that you don't have to buy from college is better. If you've got financial challenges, go to a community college for two years overload on credits. So you might be getting 64 credits a year. That would be uh, not 64 a year, uh, 24 per year. Go get 30, 32, because a lot of these community colleges charge nothing. They're actually free, or they're so discounted. And then transfer to a college of your choice. If your grades are good, you'll get there with overloaded credits, and you'll only need to pay senior college tuition for a year and a half. So you save a lot of money. There's so many ways of doing this. Hey, look, I wanted my kids to go to college. I didn't really want them to be laborers they just weren't cut out to do that, but there's nothing wrong with using your hands to make a living. And I admire people that do. And auto mechanic, right now, an auto mechanic, you used to have the in your mind, this is a guy who came home with grease on his hands every Mm -hmm. night from work. But now we're going to electric cars. If you can learn about how to fix and rip apart a Tesla and put it back together, all these other electric cars they'll be paying you six figures and you won't have to work that hard. And really with electric cars, other than changing the tires and some stuff on the undercarriage, you don't even get dirty on it. You just got to be worried not to shock yourself to death, but you know, that's an opportunity that's open. So all of these things are there for people who, you know, want to like think about it, be a critical thinker, figure out how to do this, you know? It's there for you, but nobody's gonna give it to you. You're not entitled to anything, and that's uh, something that I think a lot of millennials forget about. Um And look, millennials are the uh, hope of our uh, world, our country. So we're relying on you guys to succeed, and but you've gotta do it on your own, pretty much. Things are harder than they used to be. If you're gonna to go to college and take on debt, as Robert Farrington says, don't take on more than one year's worth of your income after you graduate. So if you're going to make $60,000, do not take on more than $60,000 in debt. Uh, don't take stupid courses like puppetry or art history. I'm all in favor. Minor in art history, major in computer science. There's so many jobs out there. There's more jobs out there than there are people. and always look to how I can be an entrepreneur rather than an employee because you will acquire wealth much easier if you do that.
0: Mm -hmm. So if somebody's saving money for a while and they're just beginning investing, uh, what would be like three easy steps to start investing? Something safe, something easy, anybody can do.
1: Yeah. Well, so think about real estate because you can buy, $100,000 a $100,000 home for the equivalent of $3,500 down payment, and you could rent it out to people and, and earn an income, and then you keep doing that and doing it, and then you refinance these properties. So look at buying a home, but only buy them in places with landlord-friendly states. You don't wanna be in places like New York and California where they believe that all landlords are predators and uh, need to be punished accordingly. Uh, Texas, Florida, Arkansas, there's so many good States out there, Georgia. So don't go to New York, New Jersey and other places like that. Illinois, it's just going to be problems. Uh, you know, look at mutual funds. You're probably not going to be a stock picker at this point. Don't gamble. All right. Don't buy options. Don't use leverage in the stock market. Done it before you get burned. Options are for professionals. I'm not a professional. I'm pretty knowledgeable, but I already know upfront that I will get burned, so I just never do them. Mm-hmm. And look, there's there's so many other other places to invest. Uh, you know, uh, to some extent, keep some money in the bank. You should ideally be able to pay for six months' worth of expenses if anything happens. All mm-hmm. right, precious metals when you start having extra income. Definitely worth it.
0: Mm. So, <clears throat> when uh, you know the the market crashed in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and do you see that going to be happening soon again? I,
1: I don't think it's soon. I think actually, for economic reasons that are a little bit too complex, uh, really to fathom, the market's going to keep going up. Uh, and up and up and up, I really believe that at least for a while, and there's a lot of reasons, but without getting into it, stock market not going to be a crash. That doesn't mean there won't be a banking crash in Europe, and Europe is in bad shape with the euro it's a you know just think about the most dysfunctional family you know, you know they're <laughs> doing drugs, they're behind on the mortgage. They've got all these people that they're paying out money to who they can't afford to. The Shylock is coming around threatening them. That's Europe. And be wary of Europe, you know, with not even talking about all the immigration issues, which are destroying the continent and destroying Western civilization at a pretty rapid clip. So, you know, just beware of that stuff and uh, understand that stuff happens. you can't uh, expect everything to just go along nicely. There are cycles at work, economic cycles and forces that you and I can't possibly understand or know, any, know enough about to actually uh, prepare for. But you should always be prepared for some kind of disruption because it can easily happen and, you know, you just never know.
0: Mm, that's interesting.
1: It's interesting. But the idea of a imminent collapse, probably, probably not. But um, at some point, there will be economic disruptions. All right? And that doesn't necessarily mean the stock market. The last time it started in real estate and spread, uh, maybe it's going to be in the banks next time. I don't know. But I do know that stuff's going on, and you need to be aware of it.
0: Mm -hmm. And where would be a good source to uh, get the scholarly information about that? Um,
1: Well, you got to go to different websites. (laughs) If you're thinking that the Wall Street Journal is going to tell you, uh, watch out for the next collapse or CNBC or any of the mainstream media, this is just never going to happen. They're not going to tell you everything is always fine. It's just another reason, another time to be buying. And in this case, they're probably right. But do you want to risk your whole uh, future on it? Probably not. So, um, you know, I just feel like you got to go to the other ones, but you got to be careful. Everybody's selling you something. So you always have to hope that you're going to deal with people who are transparent and tell you what exactly, how they're profiting from giving you advice because everybody's got to keep the lights on. And that's something you always need to know. If they tell you up front, then they're more tr- trustworthy than if they don't tell you and you have to find out otherwise. But everybody is getting a rev share from someplace. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as they're up front and they tell you. I tell every every company that sponsors me, I say, this is a company that sponsors me. They pay me to say nice things about them. But if they weren't a good company, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be working with them. Mm -hmm. I'd done my own due diligence and that means something, you know, people crave honesty and transparency.
0: They do. They do. Um, so I got one last question for you. What's your message to the world? My message to the world
1: is you can't trust any government at any time, no matter what nice things they're telling you. Don't believe that they're going to keep their promises. Uh, Don't believe that they won't destroy you to try to keep promises to other people uh, because they will just understand that in the end, it's up to you when the hurricane hits. Yes. It's nice when everybody bands together, but for the first couple of days you are on your own and we could have things like that happen. Uh, We were very close to having it in 08 and 09. We were three days from the uh, food trucks not going out because the credit meltdown meant that the uh, letters of credit that everybody relies upon and this is the thing the whole system is based upon credit so credit is ephemeral credit is debt it's a four-letter word for good reason when you borrow money your creditor is expecting it to be repaid and And so it goes with the rest of the world, but the debts are so big that they can't be repaid now, which is why when you ask about the collapse, it's inevitable. We just don't know when it's going to occur. Plan now, act accordingly because you've been warned. Mm,
0: I like that. Right on. Well, thank you for your time and uh, have a good day. Hey, you too. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Curry Lutz. And, you know, I know it's a little bit different type of content, but I hope you can, you know, bring those financial skills to your life and hopefully bring you something amazing. So please go rate and review this on your listening platform. Please share with a friend. And thank you for being patient with me on my release dates. You know, hopefully I'll be more back to being more consistent here soon. You know, you guys know what's going on in my life and you know what time it is. I'll talk to you soon.